August 15th, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19, reading through chapter 10, verse 13. This means I, Paul, am not bound to obey people just because they pay me. Yet I have become a servant of everyone so that I can bring them to Christ. When I am with the Jews, I become one of them so that I can bring them to Christ. When I am with those who follow the Jewish laws, I do the same, even though I am not subject to the law, so that I can bring them to Christ. When I am with the Gentiles, who do not have the Jewish law, I fit in with them as much as I can. In this way, I gain their confidence and bring them to Christ. But I do not discard the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. When I am with those who are oppressed, I share their oppression, so that I might bring them to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, so that I might bring them to Christ. I do all this to spread the good news, and in doing so, I enjoy its blessings. Remember that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. You also must run in such a way that you will win. All athletes practice strict self-control. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. I am not like a boxer who misses his punches. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, what happened to our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. God guided all of them by sending a cloud that moved along ahead of them, and He brought them all safely through the waters of the sea on dry ground. As followers of Moses, they were all baptized in the cloud and the sea, and all of them ate the same miraculous food, and all of them drank the same miraculous water. For they all drank from the miraculous rock that traveled with them, and that rock was Christ. Yet after all this, God was not pleased with most of them, and He destroyed them in the wilderness. These events happened as a warning to us, so that we would not crave evil things as they did or worship idols as some of them did. For the Scriptures say, The people celebrated with feasting and drinking, and they indulged themselves in pagan revelry. And we must not engage in sexual immorality as some of them did, causing twenty-three thousand of them to die in one day. Nor should we put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and then died from snake bites. And don't grumble, as some of them did, for that is why God sent His angel of death to destroy them. All these events happened to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us, who live at the time when this age is drawing to a close. If you think you are standing strong, be careful, for you too may fall into the same sin. But remember that the temptations that come into your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. He will keep the temptation from becoming so strong that you can't stand up against it. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you will not give in to it. Today we'll be reading Psalm 33. We'll see God's Word in worship. 
we dare not separate worship from the Word of God, for we must worship in truth. The better we know the Scriptures, the better we'll be able to praise Him. We'll see God's Word in creation. God spoke the universe into existence, and His Word controls it. What a powerful word that is. We'll see God's Word in history as we read through this psalm. The nations may confederate and rebel against God, but you know what? His Word will prevail. Military strength is no guarantee of success. God has a plan for the nations, and He will fulfill it. And we'll see God's Word in your life. The Word that created and controls the universe can also control your life. When you trust His Word and obey it, all the universe works for you. When you abandon that Word, all the universe works against you. Never fear the will of God, because it comes from the heart of God. There are times that I feel like shouting, Hallelujah! And then there are other times when Christ, I can't even touch Christ. I don't even feel Him at all. And I, my mother is here tonight, and I remember when I was in school, I wrote to her one day many years ago. She's forgotten. And I said, Mother, you know, for the last few weeks, I haven't been able to get anywhere in my prayers, and I don't feel Christ. And she said, Son, you have accepted Christ as your Savior, and whether you have feeling or not, the moments that you don't feel anything are the moments when He may be the closest because that's the moment that you must walk by sheer faith and God may be testing you. How wonderful to have a faith to believe, a faith that could change the world and certainly a faith that could change your world and your life.